Hey everybody, I'd like to welcome our YouTube and podcast audience. In this clip, we are going to be going over the 2021 total wide receiver breakdown all the way from 89 to number one. The basis of this ranking is gonna be simple. It's just a combination of two factors. Uh, number one is talent and number two is production. Now it's not gonna be 50-50, but it's gonna be pretty darn near close. So if for some reason you got hurt, you missed some time or whatever, I'll bump you up a little bit, but let's go speed round through this. Uh, 89 all the way up to 75 is Calvin Ridley. Unfortunately, he missed some time. Josh Palmer on the Chargers, he's really good. Freddie Swain on the Seahawks. T.Y. Hilton, he only played a couple games, but I mean, when he did, he was, you know, he was money. Sterling Shepard on the Giants, Randall Cobb on the Packers. He really didn't have a great season, but he was there in clutch moments early on when they needed him. Uh, Keenan Cole on the Jets, Nico Collins on the Texans, Kadarius Toney, the first round pick, I believe, uh, for the Giants, Laquan Treadmill, Laquan Treadwell, uh, Rondell Moore, Jamison Crowder, Jalen Guyton, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. Um, Overall, um, I mean, you know, out of 90 wide receivers, um, it's pretty cool to have a couple chargers on the list already. And it's really interesting to see that there's two jets on the list already. Uh, we go to 74 through 60 again, like speed round. These guys really aren't that interesting yet. Robbie Anderson, Mr. Drops, Nelson Aguilar, Mr. Just Got Overdrops, Henry Ruggs. We all know what happened there. We all know why he's ranked so low. Devontae Parker on the Dolphins, Josh Reynolds, who bounces, bounces his way around the league. Uh, Gabriel Davis, Mr. You know, AFC divisional round. Uh, Zay Jones, who had a really good game for the Oakland Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders in the playoffs. Rashad Bateman, uh, the Baltimore Ravens first round pick. Robert Woods, who is very talented. Unfortunately, he just missed, you know, most of the season. Um, KJ Osborne, Quez Watkins. Lavishkia Chenault, Cedric Wilson, Byron Edwards, and Michael Gallup. Uh, you know, take a look at a lot of these guys. Michael Gallup got hurt early on in the season. Cedric Wilson comes, fills in for him, does a pretty good job. Um, so, you know, they're both relatively high in here. I think Michael Gallup's a really good wide receiver, a lot better than Cedric Wilson, but Cedric Wilson ended up playing more, having, having uh, you know, just as many meaningful targets and things like that. Uh, let's go one more down the list. All right. So, 59 through 45, uh, we've got Corey Davis on the Jets, Kenny Galladay on the Giants, Alan Lazard on the Packers, Khalif Raymond on the Lions, Deontay Harris, I believe he's on the Saints, uh, Byron Pringle on the Chiefs, Russell Gage filling in for Calvin Ridley on the Falcons, Donovan Peoples-Jones, the deep threat on the Browns, Julio Jones, who had a relatively disappointing season when he played. He was pretty good in the playoffs. He was, he was really good. He ended up having uh, 70 yards. I think um, just couldn't stay on the field. Deshaun Jackson, who started the season on the Rams and ended up going to the <clears throat> Las Vegas Raiders because he wanted more touches. Unfortunately for him, he doesn't get a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Cole Beasley and Kendrick Bourne on the bills and the Patriots Kendrick Bourne, who I think ended up being their number two receiver um, just behind Jacoby Myers, uh, Patriots receiving room was really not that great. Uh, another thing to note that the next two best Jets are down here. So the Jets wide receiver room was pretty weak so far. Um, 
because then we've got Van Jefferson, Marquez Callaway, and Elijah Moore, who are on the Rams, Saints, and Jets, respectively. Uh, I really like Van Jefferson. He's a good deep threat. He's not a guy that you want to have uh, playing big spots. So if Robert Woods and Odell Beckham Jr. aren't playing and you're the Rams, you're kind of boned on your number two receiver. But if he's your number three or your number four, he's a great change of pace guy. Marquez Callaway filled in really well for the Saints who needed a target. And, uh, you know, Michael Thomas is gone and he performed admirably for them. And Elijah Moore, somebody who I believe uh, is the best route runner in the NFL, just, you know, he's in a really bad situation. So his production is very, very low, but his talent is, you know, pretty much off the, off the charts, in my opinion. All right, so let's go 44 through 30. Again, speed round. We're starting to get into the position where like, oh, yeah, like I know all of these guys or, you know, these guys used to be good. These guys are rookies, wherever we're at. We've got Emmanuel Sanders on the Bills, Tim Patrick on the Broncos, McCole Hardman on the Chiefs, Cortland Sutton on the Broncos, Tyler Boyd on the Bengals, Brandon Ayuk on the 49ers. I think he's going to break out pretty pretty uh, powerfully next year. He's really good. Keep your eye out on him. Amon Ross St. Brown, the best lion on the list. There's only been another one so far. Um, well, no, there's been two. Josh Reynolds and Khalif Raymond, and now uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. We got Jerry Judy on the Broncos. So the Broncos have three guys who are, in my opinion, between 30 and 44, which provides some great depth. Add Noah Fant, who would probably be around the 10th, best tight end in the league. Uh, they've got some great depth. If they were to say, you know, trade, uh, you know, one of these guys in a pick for, you know, a star wide receiver, or if they were to sign a guy in free agency, say, no, Devonte Adams, along with somebody else, Aaron Rodgers, you know, could end up with a pretty good offense. Uh, but Chase Claypool on the Steelers, Christian Kirk, the, he's not a rookie. He's a free agent on the Cardinals. Here we have Jacoby Myers for the Patriots. He's the highest Patriot on the list. Adam Thielen, who kind of had a little bit of a down year, didn't quite get to play every single game, but, I mean, he's still one of the best receivers in the league. A.J. Green, who had a down year last year, and he came back in a strong way trying to fill in for DeAndre Hopkins, who didn't really get to play much. Uh, we've got Jarvis Landry at 31 and Amari Cooper at 30. Uh, again, a lot of these guys didn't get to play every game. So, like, if you look across the top, you see – you see Amari Cooper, you see Jarvis Landry, AJ Green, Adam Thielen, and it's like, oh man, these guys are studs. Like, what are they doing so low? It's just the production's not there. Let's move on uh, 15 through 29. All right, so at 29, I've got Marvin Jones on the Jaguars. I think he's better than this, but his production was just so, so terrible after like week four that there was just nothing we could do but put him here. Marquise Brown, number 28 who is honestly the, I mean, he's honestly, he's honestly the worst uh, starting receiver for the number worst number one receiver for any star quarterback in the NFL. It's, it's sad that the Ravens haven't worked harder to get him a, a target. Uh, Devonta Smith, who, you know, Heisman rookie, uh, he had a pretty good season. Odell Beckham Jr. Man finally got out of Cleveland and ended up balling out in Los Angeles, gave it everything he had. Uh, was on his way for a great discussion for Super Bowl MVP, but unfortunately he got hurt. We've got Brandon Cooks, who somehow just always is good. Like, he's just never bad. Um, 
Darnell Mooney, who really kind of showed out for the Bears this year, they without you know Allen Robinson uh, being a star. We've got Jalen Waddle, the rookie. He played really well. Set a, I believe he set a rookie record for receptions. Hunter Renfro. Uh, honestly, again, this is just kind of a guy who his talent is low to me. That's my phone. Uh, Hunter Renfro's talent seems low, but his production was just off the chart. So I don't think we can keep him. Uh, any lower than where he's at at 22. Terry McLaurin on the Washington Commanders now. Uh, and Michael Pittman, who I think is a little overrated, but his production was there. Antonio Brown is both talented um, and produced some, but didn't quite produce enough You know, due to the games he missed. He got suspended and things like that. T. Higgins at 18. I think T. Higgins is an absolute star. Um, and he's probably only going to be getting better. Mike Williams on the Chargers may be hitting free agency. The Chargers might let him walk, uh, which I think would be crazy because, I mean, he's a 6'6 deep threat that would just pair up so well with Justin Herbert for the long term. A.J. Brown, who got a little banged up this year but was still really good. And DeAndre Hopkins, who is the best uh, receiver in the league that got banged up and missed some time. Uh, These guys are the best in that spot. That's why I have them at 16 and 15. Unfortunately, their production was so low that I cannot put them over any of these guys. Number 14, we've got DK Metcalf. And number 13, we've got Tyler Lockett. Two Seattle receivers that racked up yards, that racked up touchdowns. I think they've got like 2,300 yards between them and like 19 touchdowns, which is a lot. Um, it's crazy. That's kind of like what Cooper Cup did this year by himself. But in any other normal year, these guys would just be considered a, an absolute monster of a duo. Number 12, we've got CeeDee Lamb, who ended up becoming the best receiver on the Dallas Cowboys because of, you know, the few games that Michael Gallup missed and the issues that Amari Cooper had with his consistency. Stephon Diggs at 11, who I think might be the most overrated receiver in the NFL. This is where I have him. Um, his production is relatively high. It's not crazy. Um, and his talent is relatively good, but it's not crazy. So I think 11 is a good spot for him entering the top 10 here. We've got Chris Godwin on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. He's also a free agent. I think he's the best number two in the league. And I think he's been the best number two in the league for the last two years. Uh, then Deontay Johnson, a guy who I don't remember if he made the pro bowl, but I know he should have. I think he got snubbed for Keenan Allen, who no disrespect to Keenan Allen, one of the greatest route runners we've ever seen. Um, Deontay Johnson deserved to make it this year. That being said, Keenan Allen, just one spot above him. His production was lower, which is why I would have said to put Deontay Johnson up, but he was also a little banged up. Didn't quite get to stay fully healthy for every single game, Um, but his talent is just off the charts and he still produced a lot this year. Debo Samuel at number seven. The reason I have him so low, if we were saying offensive weapon, you know, I might put him up there with a guy like, you know, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Cooper Cup, things like that. Unfortunately, uh, we're not doing offensive weapon. We're doing receivers. And as a receiver, I, I think he's the second most talented receiver on his team, but he was by far the most productive. So we put him here in the top seven. And then Mike Evans at six, who I think is just disrespected every year. Uh, I believe this year he went for his ninth consecutive thousand yard season, which is just unfathomably consistent. Um, He's on his way to the Hall of Fame and uh, he's the best receiver on that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. All right, now we're going to get into the top five and I'm going to explain why everyone please try not to have a seizure. At number five, we've got Cooper Cup. All right. 
Now, this has nothing to do with his production. As far as production goes, he just finished the greatest, the greatest receiving season we've ever seen. And it's not even close because he led the league in receptions, led the league in yards, and led the league in touchdowns. Now, that's only been done a handful of times in the league. Jerry Rice did it. Uh, Sterling Shepard, Sterling Sharp, excuse me, Sharp, not Shepard, Sterling Sharp, Shannon Sharp's brother did that. And maybe a couple guys before that, like Steve Largent, I can't really remember. I don't count the year that Steve Smith Sr. had because he didn't outright win the Triple Crown. He tied a couple of stats. I think it was touchdowns and maybe receptions with a couple other guys. The greatest receiving season we've ever seen because he had the second most all-time receptions at 145, the second most all-time all-time receiving yards at 1,947. The fifth most receiving touchdowns all time at 16 and the most first downs this year. I don't know what the all time ranking for that is at 89. If you include the postseason, he had the most receptions any receiver has ever had regular season and post combined. He had the most yards any receiver has ever had regular season and post combined. He had the most touchdowns other than Randy Moss that any receiver has ever had regular season and post combined. So. I'm, I'm not here to say that he's not talented, but these next four guys, if you told me that I get to pick one up and put them on my team with my quarterback, these next four guys are the four guys that I would pick above Cooper Cup just because I think they're a little bit more talented and almost as productive. At number five, four, excuse me, this is five. At number four, you've got Justin Jefferson, an absolute unit out of the University of Los Angeles, Louisiana. Excuse me. LSU, right? We got this boy this year. He set every record that he needed to set for a receiver in their first two years, breaking Odell Beckham, Jerry Rice, things like that. 108 receptions, which is fourth in the league. 1,616 yards, which is second in the league. 10 touchdowns, which is tied for six in the league. And 75 first downs, which is third. Just an absolute, absolute monstrosity of a season. One of the most talented receivers we've seen. He came out in a class that featured CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, and Henry Ruggs, and he said, nah, I'm the best receiver. Oh, yeah, that receiving class also had Michael Pittman and T. Higgins. Doesn't matter. Justin Jefferson. And number three, we've got Tyreek Hill, the fastest man I've ever seen on a football field. No disrespect to Bo Jackson, Randy Moss. Deion Sanders, whatever these people want to say about their fake 40 times way back in the day that didn't actually get timed properly. Tyreek Hill is the fastest man that we've ever seen play football, and it's really not close. We've seen other players on his team with 10-yard leads sprinting for the end zone, and Tyreek Hill will catch up and pass them within 60 yards. It's ridiculous. This year, he came in third in the NFL in receptions at 111. He came in seventh in the NFL in yards at 1,239. He came in seventh this year in the NFL in touchdowns at nine. And he came in third for first downs at 75. Tyree Kill, an absolute monster for the Kansas City Chiefs. At number two, this one also may be controversial. Don't have a seizure. Devontae Adams. A lot of people think last year, He's the best receiver in the NFL, him and DeAndre Hopkins. A lot of people this year think he's the best receiver in the NFL, him and Cooper Cup. Respectfully, I have him second. He may be the best route runner in the NFL. 
to me, it's between him, Corey Davis, Jerry Judy, and Keenan Allen. But he had an amazing season, and he's just amazingly talented. He came in second in the league in receptions at 123, third in the league in yards at 1,553, fifth in the league in touchdowns at 11, and second in the NFL in first downs at 84, leaving there to be one spot left. And if you can guess it, I like you because you know what's up, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase immediately, after his rookie year, became the best receiver in the NFL. There's a few reasons why. One, he's a good route runner, very similar to Justin Jefferson, not quite at the top of the league, but he's good. He's six foot, which means he's big enough to muscle some guys around, but he's also fast. He's taller than Tyree Kill, but he's he's 90% of that speed. He's a little shorter than Devontae Adams, so he doesn't quite have like the, the jump ball abilities and like that high pointing, but he's a supremely athletic. He's faster. He's an amazing deep threat. He had a little bit of problems this year with drops. I think he led the league in drops uh, with like eight. But the Bengals are a big play offense, and that happens when most of your targets are deep down the field. Just take a look at this really quickly. He's 81st in the NFL in receptions at 22, but he's fourth in the NFL in yards at 1,455. That is a monstrosity of a yards per catch. He came in third in the league in touchdowns in 13, and he came in 13th in first downs. That has a lot to do with how many catches he had. But you think about it, 22, 22nd in receptions, 13th in first downs. Over two-thirds of all of his catches were went for first downs. It's unbelievable what he's managed to do with Joe Burrow in his first year, and I am absolutely here to see what this man is going to be doing next in the NFL. I want to thank you guys for coming in to watch. Thank you guys for coming in to listen. Be sure to stay up to date on all of the Extra Points future content.